Grace and peace to you. Today is Wednesday, November 25th, 2020. Fourth Wednesday of November, which means tomorrow is Thanksgiving Day. I'm Matt Barrios, and I'm here to offer a little reflection on Thanksgiving. You know, gratitude, gratefulness, in a season where we might be bemoaning a bit more than we are thankful for. Maybe gratitude is hard to come by right now for you, and you are certainly not alone. So let's look let's uh, look at how Thanksgiving might be a beautiful opportunity to turn that around for us. So we're going to look at what the Bible says about giving thanks and what that looks like practically for us as Christians today. But first, a history lesson, a very non-boring history lesson, I promise. In the USA, the Thanksgiving holiday first arrived on the calendar in 1863. This was in the midst of the American Civil War, a, a nation torn apart, destroying one another shedding the blood of our own. You know, the bloodiest battle in American history happened in July 1863, that same year in Gettysburg. And then just three months later, likely as word is getting around about the lives lost on that day, President Abraham Lincoln made a proclamation to the people about Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm going to read that for us in just a minute. Um, And it's not as some reinforcement of Christian nationalism or American exceptionalism or anything like that. But just as a picture of what, you know, a capable, kind, flawed, imperfect leader that is submitted to and fearing God, just what Abraham Lincoln, honest Abe, chose to guide the nation into, a holiday of thanksgiving. So here's the proclamation from October 1863, and listen to the the Christian language in it. The year is drawing toward its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies to these bounties which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come. Others have been added which are of so extraordinary a nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and even soften the heart which is habitually insensible to the ever-watchful providence of Almighty God. In the midst of a civil war of unequaled magnitude and severity, which has sometimes seemed to foreign states to invite and provoke their aggressions, peace has been preserved with all nations. Order has been maintained. The laws have been respected and obeyed, and harmony has prevailed everywhere except in the theater of military conflict, while that theater has been greatly contracted by the advancing armies and navies of the Union. Needful diversions of wealth and of strength from the fields of peaceful industry to the national defense, have not arrested the plow, the shuttle, or the ship. The axe has enlarged the borders of our settlements, and the mines, as well as iron and of coal and as of the precious metals, have yielded yielded even more abundantly than heretofore. Population has steadily increased, notwithstanding the waste that has been made in the camp, the siege, and the battlefield, and the country, rejoicing in the consciousness of augmented strength and vigor, is permitted to expect continuance of years with a large increase of freedom. No human counsel hath devised, nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God, who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, hath nevertheless remembered mercy. It has seemed to me fit and proper that they should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and one voice by the whole American people. 
I do therefore invite any fellow citizens in every part of the United States and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. And I recommend to them that while offering up the ascriptions justly due to him, for such singular deliverances and blessings, they do also with humble penitence for our national per- perverseness and disobedience. Commended to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in the lamentable civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged, and fervently implore the interposition of the Almighty Hand to, deal the, to heal the wounds of the nation and to restore it as soon as may be consistent with the divine purposes to the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. So that is Abraham Lincoln's proclamation, and in it we hear echoes of of Christian belief, Christian theology, citing the providence of God, the anger and mercy of God, the tender care of God for widows, orphans, mourners, and sufferers, and seeking out but surrendering to God's timing with healing a broken nation. And the one that we're going to highlight today, uh, a big you know theme carried throughout is Thanksgiving. What does it look like for us to be grateful in the midst of hardship? Then and now, that is a salient question. 1863 and 2020 might have parallels. A nation divided, wars not fought on physical battlefields but cultural ones people divided, and a hope for union. If you're an American listening to this, this is our fraught history, and this is our fraught present. So how exactly do we participate in Thanksgiving this year as followers of Jesus? Let's look at what the Bible says about giving thanks to God in a quick flyover of a few verses. So from 1 Chronicles 16, 30-34, Um, And this is in a section where the ark, um, you know, the container of God's presence and glory is placed in the tent, in the tent of worship. Uh, And spontaneously, it almost seems a chorus of praise is unleashed. And here's part of it. Tremble before him, all the earth. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let the trees of the forest sing. Let them sing for joy before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. So from this verse, we learn that praise, rejoicing, and thanks, these are all connected when they are directed towards God. For our next verse, Uh, This is one of those memory verses I've had lodged in my mind since I was a kid. Uh, It's Colossians 3, 16 through 17. And it's as Paul is writing uh, to the church about how to live with one another in light of Christ's grace and sacrifice. Paul writes, Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. 
again, we see that gratitude wells up from our hearts in the form of praise songs, hymns, songs from the Spirit, it says. And then our words and actions flowing out of it can be done in the name of Jesus and with thanks in our hearts toward God. And now in a third and last verse in our flyover uh, of thanks and gratitude in the Bible, this is from Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Though there are worries and anxieties inevitably in life, we can petition God with a heart of thanksgiving, make requests to God, and then peace happens. It's almost like petitions plus gratitude equals peace. So maybe you're already thinking of what carrying the truths about gratitude and thanksgiving into your life can look like, but let me offer a few words of direction. First, first, I mean, and really clearly, you don't need to pretend everything's okay. Obviously, it's not. We are experiencing political strife, financial troubles, rumors of war, genuine suffering, health problems, pandemic. And as I preached uh, just this last Sunday from Ecclesiastes, we are living in life under the sun. This isn't heaven that we're in. Uh, life's not perfect. And this is painfully obvious to us. Being thankful does not mean pretending everything is okay. Uh, Like uh, Lincoln instituted Thanksgiving three months after the Gettysburg battle, we too can and must find ways to be grateful even through trying times. Second, I encourage you to infuse Thanksgiving into your prayers of petition. Um, As much as things are not what we might hope for, we are invited to approach God and request something different. And when we make those requests, not from a heart of an entitlement, but in a spirit of thanksgiving, as uh, Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, it says that peace results from it. Um, So think about the the ways that you would ask um, God for things, you know, petition God for a job, you know, a pregnancy, a new apartment, uh, the end of suffering for our outdoor neighbors, uh, for justice in our land, and earnestly ask God for these things as we are as we are like simultaneously grateful for his presence, grateful for what he has done. Um, and you might find that laying these petitions before God in a spirit of thanksgiving will actually bring you great peace. And third and finally, you probably notice the theme of praise and thanksgiving in our flyover of those scriptures. When we voice our prayers uh, and praises to a God that's worthy of it, we find our hearts welling up with gratitude for God, his goodness, his love, his mercy. So maybe toss on that worship music playlist next time you're taking a shower, going for a walk. Let your heart be turned to praise and thanksgiving. So with that all, I bless you in the name of Jesus this Thanksgiving. I bless you to know and see how much there is to be thankful for in your life. And I hope and pray for that thanksgiving to overflow into peace and joy for you. In Christ's name.